I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. to We Stand Together, a pop culture academic symposium. That's right. We are the pop culture professors, smart people, dumb topics. I'm Caitlin Bitsagai. I'm Lauren Brickman. We are the professors of pop culture. Mm-hmm. 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 And you know, this show is a love letter to standum. Yeah. And if you're still wondering what standum <laughs> is. Still are. If you're still going, you know. I've been faking it for a while, but I'd really like to not fake it. You know, being a fan of something to the point of obsession, that's what it is to be a stan. And Caitlin, what are you a stan for right now? What are you standing right now in this year, 2022? You know, I had so much fun recently at a Brooklyn Cyclones game. And I got to give it out to the Brooklyn Cyclones, representing Coney Island, the fierce neighborhood where the Warriors are from. Um, And... Hey, guys, it's fun. It's 20 bucks. I got a free Friends bobblehead. It was Friends, mm-hmm, the TV mm-hmm. show themed night. I got a a free bobblehead of a baseball player wearing Monica's turkey and sunglasses. <gasps> I mean, it doesn't get better than retail that. value. Priceless. priceless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. I tried to list it on eBay and they said there's no currency. There's no way. sold for. They they couldn't handle it. It goes. It they would have no, been shut down. No, it crashed the site for a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sorry to everyone. So just like look, remember, there's always different ways to have fun. Twenty dollar ticket, eighty dollars on beers, free <laughs> bobblehead. <laughs> you're making money in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways, you're investing in your future. Yeah, and that's what mm-hmm. we are here. We're building people's education in their future. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. So, Lauren, what are you standing? I am standing. <laughs> I'm nervous. You know what? I'm going to be really honest with 
our listeners right now and say, I (laughs) might still, I might not be completely sober right now. And we are recording this at 9.09 in the morning. And that's because I'm standing the El Diablo drink that they make (laughs) (laughs) at the upstairs hidden tiki bar at Gage and Tolner in Brooklyn. Folks, it was the best because you order the El Diablo and then the bartender says El Diablo and then everyone else in the bar says El Diablo and then there are sound effects. And so obviously we had to order several el diablos last night sure because be a part of the group community to be, you because know, you know you weren't just getting a drink you were getting an experience you were getting a show you're still getting that experience it seems i i'm living <laughs> in the el diablo experience still and um i just i really stand it it was such a fancy <laughs> experience <laughs> it seems like a really fancy experience it the thing is is like it, i was it was, was Megan it was there in a way yes but i will have to explain that to you off mic i'm sorry okay yeah yeah yeah, that's just gonna yeah ndas were signed it it was wild (laughs) with ndas Um, you can tell one person that's uh famously uh the rule (laughs) famously i said but what about caitlin they said oh you just put like the name of one yeah 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 yeah. it's sort of like when you go to prison and you get one phone call on an nda you get one confession i thought it was you may know a lot about that i don't know what happened Mm -hmm. this night i will say (laughs) things did take a turn when my uh, co-collaborator co-worker you know co-sponsor of the fun night we accidentally went much deeper into brooklyn than we meant to at one point trying to get home so I was not asleep for many hours before I logged into this, but I also assume you're used to me living on the edge like this. So this is just like normal. Yeah. I mean, we're all doing great. We're all doing great. Well, I mean, you really are, though. Like you have that. Oh, yeah. Bobblehead and you have the Monica. The bobblehead. You have, you have so much going on over there. So and I had a date with El Diablo. So you know what? We are all doing fabulous. Wow. If, if any of the stand stands out there have had an El Diablo, either at this Brooklyn location mm-hmm. or across the world, let us know. Pl- please let us know. And if you're mm-hmm. going to try it, please take a video of yourself. I will also post the video of the first El Diablo I was served on our account so you can see it. Wow. Way back then when you were young. Yeah. Well, and can I also just say, I think I maybe have mentioned this on the show before. There is another tiki bar that I've fallen in love with called Mr. Lee's Hawaiian. And I was explaining this to the people I was with last night and the bartender goes, oh, I've been there. And so I also stand the fact that in the world of tiki, we're all connected. And I think that's a beautiful Absolutely. thing. That it's is a beautiful, a beautiful thing. thing. You know what else is what? a beautiful thing? What, what's beautiful? Today's episode. <gasps> Today's episode is so fun because we are doing a best of Pitch Fire episode. Pitch Fire, your favorite game where we put guests on the spot to pitch mm-hmm. a reboot, a movie, a starring mm-hmm. vehicle for them. You yeah. Know the changes. This has become a, a stand favorite. And we just wanted to get some of our favorites all together, revisit some from way back when, in the early days of the show, some recent ones. We we just wanted to time travel through some past episodes. And so we're excited to hang out with some of our our old friends, our new friends, and, you know, remember all of the ideas that are on the table and Hollywood are waiting for you to produce. Yeah. It's it's July, so it's a little late to get started mm-hmm. for the fall TV season, but not really. We can quickly no. get a writer's room going for any of these. So just let us yeah. know. You know, streaming makes it possible to we can drop content all year round now. We're not limited like we once were by network schedules. And so Hollywood producers, specifically like, I don't know, Kevin Williamson, what are you doing? (laughs) The teen Mm -hmm. uh, producer, not the Mm -hmm. weird conservative writer. How dare he take that name on Twitter? Yeah, the conservative writer needs to calm down and uh, get out. Like, wow. let's be Talk honest about, about that. To Kevin Williamson. Oh wow, that's a great pitch right there. Oh my how- god! Well, we've got to go. We got to go this up. Yeah. And so <laughs> please enjoy the wonderful best of pitch fires. Thanks to all our past guests and their beautiful ideas. We love you. So, Lauren, because we know that you were coming in hot with so many credentials, <laughs> we have a little game today called YouTube. Because, congratulations, Lauren, you 
you're a booker, and bookers get rewarded with green lights. <laughs> um, and today, you've been greenlit to start a production on a brand spanking new cartoon series loosely inspired by your real life college experience. <gasps> mm-hmm. Because we know that uh, in addition to being a voice animated performer, you're also a college grad and <laughs> an amazing improviser. So we want to take all of this and we're going to help you build your own animated series right now on air. And so we have a series of questions. And at the end of this, someone's going to produce it, I'm sure. Great. <laughs> <laughs> So the first thing I ask, the first question is the cartoon series inspired by your true college experience. What would the title of the show be? Mm. Um, hanging out with older people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already so into this. Uh, and what network do you think would pick up hanging out with older people? Mm, I feel like it could be, it would have to be cable. It could be like Adult Swim or like HBO. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Because there has to be room so, for like weird shit to go down. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. So who is doing the theme song on this weird shit? Oh, wow. Okay. The theme song, well, it would take place in Chicago. So I feel Ooh. like um, maybe Kanye West. <gasps> <laughs> Has he ever done anything like that? Like an like a animated theme song or something or like anything? Yeah. He, sh- well, like he should. Song? I think that would be great. It doesn't seem that far back. No. I feel like it we could get him. It- Perfect. Okay. <laughs> so then what's the log line for this show? Um, the log line is, um, the, this is what happens when you uh, do improv in college with adults who are all 25 (laughs) 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 or older. (laughs) All right. Okay. So introduce who are the three main characters? Who's, who's the, probably the Lauren surrogate and two others. Okay. So the Lauren character is like an, a 19 year old, um, fairly naive person who, uh, is like confident but to a point and <laughs> the other characters one would have to be like an older guy from an improv class who's like a mentor <laughs> oh gosh could go so many ways yeah yeah and then um the third character would be the my best friend my best friend who i met through my improv classes lived across the street in an apartment across the street from me so he came over every day and like ha- we didn't lock the door to our place and he just walked in and hung out and Oh, got, all right. got high all the time on our couch when we didn't even know he was there. So that would be the third character. I'm obsessed with all these characters. Can you give us like one line from each of the characters? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so um, uh, the Lauren character would say, wait, do you guys really still smoke weed? Like you're like 25. <laughs> <laughs> and then... <laughs> the um the mentor character would be like i just feel like you need to like be more vulnerable on stage like you need to like share more about your personal oh. experience oh, no. and then the um neighbor character would be like um we're going to a party tonight i don't really care if you want to go uh there's a girl that's going to be there that i want to talk to <laughs> <laughs> wow wow <laughs> The trailer is just cut together <laughs> yeah. pretty much. Um, and then uh, the last question that we have to ask is, what roles could Kate and I play on this show? Yeah. Oh, what, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I think that okay, here's the available roles. You can kind of pick what you're interested in. Okay. okay thank, thank you. <laughs> we are offer only okay. for this. Um, I feel like one of you should be like um, someone, either my roommate, I had two female roommates, um, and th- they were like my okay. close friends. And so one of you could be the roommate. And then the other one, I would say, should either work at like the video store that we went to all the time around the corner and rent DVDs. Oh, wow. Or um, you work at the diner that we go to on the corner all the time as well. Melrose Diner, which was our our hangout Ooh. every night. Wow. I think I want to work at the video store like Pacey and Dawson. Did. Yes. 
I mean, yeah, yeah, you could also Kate, you could also work at the at the diner if you don't want to be my roommate. That's totally fair. I'm not offended. I mean, I, I think it'd be fun to be your roommate, <gasps> but maybe I'm like strangely older. Also, <laughs> <laughs> my roommates were, too. Oh, <laughs> I knew it. I had a feeling. I had a they feeling. were all people I met through improv who were well out of college and stuff and like had moved to Chicago to do improv. That is, I mean, first of all, congrats on the show. Yeah, this was, um, I, I, I hope that I need to see this show. It sounds so fun. <laughs> I, I do sort of love it. Like, you, you don't see, we talk about non-traditional learners a lot on this show, but you don't see the sort of opposite either of, like, 19-year-olds with, like, late 20s people. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I learned a Ooh. lot from them. <laughs> Leticia, we're going to play an installment of our ongoing series, Pitch Fire, where we have our guest pitch shows and movies. Now, this one is a very special version because it's called Coming of Grey's. So Grey's Anatomy characters (laughs) might be any age, 26, 45, 87. Who can say? No one. Also, what year is it on Grey's at any time? We don't know. Uh, Not our business, first of all. But what if characters on Grace got a Carrie Diaries-esque spinoff so we see their teen or preteen years? All right, I'm going to ask you to assume all of these characters were born in 1987. So they're <laughs> growing up in the 90s. Because again, we don't know. That could be true. Because we literally have no idea. Um, so I'm going to ask you what their coming of age show would look like. Do you accept the assignment? I accept. I accept. All right. We're going to start with no small feat. Christina Yang's yeah. coming of age story in the 90s. Here it is. What is it, Letitia? What does it look okay. like? Okay. So Christina Yang in the 90s was the girl who surprisingly was incredibly popular. Mm. She was really, really popular. And so mm-hmm. like in, in when she was like seven years old, I'm going to go back to second grade because why not? When she was seven years old, like all the girls would come to her for advice because she just she knew what was up. She was able to clock everyone. And also like the teachers respected her. So like if they knew like if they came to Christina with problems like that, they wouldn't get hounded on. But if they were to cause like trouble by themselves, Christina would be the one to like help them out of that situation. So I think that led into her popularity in her preteens. And then of course in her high school years, I think that she, her favorite show, man, 87, her favorite show probably was, she liked the OC. She was a fan of the OC. <laughs> she she did not well, like One Tree Hill. Wow. Wow. Yeah, she doesn't like the small townness of it. No, yeah. no. She liked mm. the OC because um, it was it was high stakes. Um, <laughs> it was high stakes and lots of money, but also like hard workers because you know you had Sandy Cohen on there. So mm-hmm. that was her favorite show. <laughs> that now she liked on Grace <laughs> Who's now on Grace? Who's now on Grace? <laughs> Peter Gallagher. Um, and she admired that like hard work ethic. But because of like her openness and her ability to clock things, that's what made her really, really popular. While she did not run win Homecoming Queen, she was on the court okay. in high school, which is cool. She was on the court. Way. It is cooler mm-hmm. in a way. Um, and and that year, I think there there might be like some drama uh, in that year because. What happened was like she was supposed to win, but she rigged the votes for the other person <gasps> to win because she was like, "I love that." You know, she was that kind mm-hmm. of person. I love that. And I would say like things sort of switched when she got to college because you know how like if you go to like a private school, which she went to, she went to mm-hmm, a small mm-hmm. private school, and like at the small private school, she was like incredibly popular, well liked everyone's friend and then when she went to college because she went to a big school she kind of felt like lost and that's wow. when she like really was like okay i'm diving in i'm gonna you know what i'm diving in i'm gonna be like hardcore focused um but yeah to me that is what happens in in, in yang's 90s wow. amazing wow, wow. amazing all right that, i, mean, I want to see it that's a winner what about callie torres what do we have callie I'm gonna make up where she's from, even though on the show they obviously say where she's from. But I'm gonna say Callie's actually from North Carolina, <laughs> okay. um, and her family is actually incredibly religious. So think of like a Seventh Heaven style <gasps> show, um, but with Callie I'm Torres, thinking. with I'm young Callie Torres. So um, you know, a big-ish family. You know, she doesn't have five siblings, but she has she has like uh, older sister and a younger brother, and um, her her father. <laughs> 
is is he's not the reverend he's like the associate reverend at a church Ooh. and so because of that like that's where she like began like repressing herself and her like fullness because like her she she didn't want to disappoint her dad you know so mm-hmm. that's always totally. something that's like a side plot in her in her story um and and because of that she 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 again unlike yang was not very popular because she always sort of kept to herself she didn't want to she didn't want to like prematurely out herself so she she mm-hmm. was kind of quiet mm. she didn't go to homecoming at all um she she went to prom but like with a group of people and it was like the group of people who all like didn't have dates because she just didn't want she didn't feel comfortable like fake asking some guy or having some guy like mm-hmm. ask her for her she wasn't as into movies as she was into music because music was a way for her right. to escape yeah yeah we saw that when she lived in the hospital I love that. Oh, yes. um all right now this is changing his age greatly, but what about Richard Weber? A version of Richard Weber that's born <laughs> in 1987. Wow. Nearly 30 years after he was actually born. All right, so Weber, um, as a kid, I'm going to say that, like, he was really actually into sports. Yeah. Um, Super mm. into, like, the 76ers, super, in, like, super into, like, the Michael Jordan Space Jam was his favorite movie. Yes. Wow. Wow. Not just Rachel Bloom's favorite movie, but also his favorite movie. <laughs> mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so he was, he was really into it. And he actually believed uh, in the movie Like Mike, when like when uh, Bow Wow put those sneakers on, mm-hmm. uh, th- this is his entire series is going to be inspired by Like Mike because he actually puts like different articles of clothing on and those <laughs> and then he will change into a different person. So. Wow. Whereas in like Mike, whereas in like Mike, Bow Wow put the sneakers on and changed into uh, bas- basketball players mm-hmm, that are mm-hmm. really good. Richard Weber puts on other articles of clothing, so he might put on a tie uh, wow. and, and turn into. Let's say he, let, I don't know, who's like a cool person who wears ties. I don't know. He puts on a tie and turns into like, I don't know, what cool person in the ninety like was always wearing ties. Uh, George Stephanopoulos. There you go. <laughs> so cool. So cool. The coolest so guy. Cool. <laughs> that's I that's his this. um that's his series. I love this jock nerd we got. All right. So our, our next our next fella is Mark Sloan. Oh, Mark Sloan. Teenage Mark Sloan. Coming of age Mark Sloan. What are we seeing? Mark Sloan. Okay. Well, obviously we know Mark Sloan is incredibly attractive. Um <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so uh the young Mark Sloan was the type of guy who he pulled the she's all that. <gasps> That's the Mark Sloan story. He pulled the she's all that. He would date the girls that like weren't super hot and popular because he was like, I'ma have this girl on my arm and then she like then she's gonna run the world. So he helped like he helped people have a self-esteem boost. And he he actually did it for men as well, not just women. Oh. He 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 floated around because wow. he was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna uplift and and be of service with my ridiculous. <laughs> I love that. Books. I love that so much. Wow. I want to watch all of these shows. Yeah, <laughs> these are all greenlit. And finally, what about the one and only Meredith Gray? Meredith mm. Gray. Wow. You have to legally sing her name like that. It's in her contract. Meredith Gray. So Meredith Gray. Um, she. <laughs> Wow, now that I sang Meredith Grey, let's give her a musical television <gasps> show. Let's do it. Let's Psycho. do Meredith let's do Meredith Grey. Um while Glee came out in 2009, let's give her a 90s mm-hmm. version of that. Why not? Let's wow. do it. Jump the gun. Let's do it. Let's have the theme song for the Meredith Grey show be similar to Clarissa. Uh-huh. Okay. Let's have it be like that. And she she talks to to the camera in, in her show. Oh. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. She's okay. It. She's the narrator always, you know, not just now. Okay. But she was the narrator in the 90s as well. So she wow, talks wow, to wow. the audience and sort of gives us that. She does like survive. the Zach Morris timeout. Yeah. Say what? That's, that's Meredith. And she's always giving wow. her takes and opinions. There's a lot going on in this show because there's also, mm-hmm. it's also a musical. Um, right. So, <laughs> Don't forget. Don't forget. Don't forget. It's also a musical. They, they typically are singing about the mundane things that you normally don't sing about. Like where in Glee, mm. they sing about like, oh, like I'm in love with like my teacher. No. And in Meredith Gray's world, they're singing about like, oh, I got a peanut butter jelly sandwich today for lunch. What? 
that's the Meredith Grey. This feels so wow. real because it feels like when I think about the pilot of Grey's Anatomy, I can see this being us seeing Meredith again for the first time since we've seen her since her musical adolescence show where she talks to the audience. Yeah. It, it, it feels right. It tracks. It feels right. It, it tracks. feels right. It feels so wow. right. Wow. Well, well, that was coming of Grace. These are all greenlit. Each one a perfect show. <laughs> You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is a test of creativity only. We're going to play a game we call Pitch Fire here on the show. And this version is called Buddy Up. So I'm going to name some actors that strangely have never done a buddy comedy. You guys are going to give me who should be their buddy in a film and what should the premise be? We're just we're just brainstorming here. We're going to come up with some screenplays. Um, All right. The first one is Leslie Jones. SNL's Leslie Jones. She's never been in a buddy comedy. Who should she buddy with and what should they do? (laughs) I'm going to say Zoe Kravitz. Wow, out the gate. Yeah. Strong choice. Zoe she's and Leslie. Chill. Yeah, she's chill. Leslie's like abrasive in your face. I think that would be cool. Right, yeah, right. We need the energies. We need the energies offsetting. And, and what are we seeing them do in this film? You know what? I'm going to say Leslie's going through a divorce. Wow. And Zoe Kravitz makes beer. <laughs> and then they go on this craft beer road trip to find themselves. And then they go to a mountain and they do acid. So it's like sideways. Hipster version, sprinkle in a little acid trip. A24, holla at your boy. Absolutely. <laughs> A24. A24, if you would like to A24. log into the Zoom at any time, let us know. Uh, mm-hmm. I love that. That's amazing. I love it. Okay, what about Randall Park? Randall, Randall Park, Park from a- Fresh Off the Boat yeah. and uh, the one Apple TV show that everyone watched but He's me. He's a bit newer, right? <laughs> He's like a newer actor, right? He's in that maybe, uh, maybe o- always be my maybe with Ali that Wong. Shit was, that shit was fun. Oh, I know him. He plays a lot yeah. of bit parts too. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. in a bunch of the Marvel stuff, no? Yes. Right. Yes, yeah, that's yes, what yes. I was trying to think of. I still don't yeah. remember. Disney Plus was on WandaVision. You want to take this you want me to go? Uh, <laughs> you know what's funny about him? He's, he's like so quirky and funny, but he's not like, mm-hmm a big energy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay yeah so i don't but i don't think he could be like the voice of reason like i, I this is a i do think it's a hard like i i'm gonna just say because maybe it's because i'm thinking of the bit he did on the office but like a, right. a john krasinski like someone who could also be voice of reason and funny to like mm-hmm. play or maybe mm-hmm. like a not owen wilson now because he's too old but like <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
That's what I'm thinking. I don't We're know. We're taking I'm jabs stuck. at Owen Wilson. We don't even care. <laughs> we don't give a fuck. He's too we old for Bunny Carmody. He's too old. He's we out. don't want to see him. Maybe his brother. <laughs> I, I like the John Krasinski pick. Because I do too. He, because he has become a bit of an action star. Yeah. You know, he did that like Jake Ryan or whatever the hell it was. Not Jake Ryan, but you know what I'm talking about. That Amazon yeah. thing. And then he did Quiet Place. So like he can be the like serious leading man, Ooh. but he does have the comedy chops. You're I right. love this. I love this. Yeah. It's a more cerebral movie, maybe. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like quirky. It's quirky, and the, my idea, based on what Lauren said about like he's mm-hmm. a big action star, but he could go back to his roots. The two dads like trying to just reconnect with their manhood on a yes. road trip. Ooh. on a road trip. Twenty four, holla at Barlow. Twenty four, holla. Awesome, awesome. I'm loving this. Okay, here's that. a wild one. Mariah Carey. Mm. She wants to get back into acting. She's gonna do a comedy this time. I'm going to put it with uh, Nick Cannon. No. <laughs> <laughs> Chill out, Roger. No, Nick needs the work. He has a lot of children to support. <laughs> he needs it. Yes, uh, and she needs him to make his own money so that she'll be like, I'll do it. It's fine. Yeah, she'll do it because she'll be like, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Care. They don't play romantic. Well, I was totally kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> I like it. I'm, no. I'm into it. No, I'm into oh, it. No. <laughs> they play exes, forced back together. <laughs> But they're like, friends. They're, they're friends, like buddies. Though. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's I true. Gonna, I think they are friends. Yeah. I think they have to. I was going to say Donald Glover. <gasps> she would love like that. A, like a musical since they both could sing. <gasps> what? Yes. Like a, yes. Like a musical? Yes. Ooh, I got it. I'm going to pitch it up a little bit. Okay. Mariah Carey is like a touring star or whatever. Mm-hmm. They tell her like, you need to draw in the young audience. So Donald Glover <gasps> joins the tours like the younger artists to bring Ooh. in people. Wait, wow. this just sounds like a perfect romance, though. No, they don't fall in love. <laughs> oh. Well, I guess I'm writing my own fi- um, fiction. <laughs> You're writing fan fiction of this thing we just pitched. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if it's going in a different direction, I will pen my own thing on Wattpad. Because she, maybe he's like getting seduced by the vials of the toy life, and she's trying to teach him how to, as, wow. a, as a mentor. mentor. She's a mentor. Um, Mariah Carey is a mentor, is it? a thought I've never had. and I-, <laughs> I would love to sign up for that mentoring program. Do you think there's an application process? Yeah. yeah it's, it's like an internship kind of thing. Hell yeah. I think I could <laughs> learn a lot. <laughs> I think you could learn a lot, honestly. And I think she, uh, she needs a childcare help too. Into it. Yeah, that's the internship. <laughs> it's, it's, I, that would be the funniest to find out if Mariah Carey was hiring her nannies through internship. <laughs> would be that's the clickbait article i'm waiting for next um speaking of and we've already discussed the office came up but what about mm. rain wilson who should rain wilson pair with uh he's like out there now <laughs> is he is he kook he's not cuckoo he's just very like i mean it's a good mentality he's like free love it and what's wrong with the world and you know gotcha he may, but he's he seems like less of an actor more focused on that stuff but is that's that's the the beats dude that's yep. the dude from juno yep yeah. right. beats mm-hmm. dwight dwight Schrute. you know what i'm about to i'm about to bug out with my selection I'm about <gasps> bug, out. bug out please i'm about, I'm about to bug out. I'm, I'm gonna say elizabeth moss <gasps> interesting uh, you feel me mm-hmm. you feel me the, the two homies you feel me they yep. keep each other in check you feel me <laughs> <laughs> But what they decide to do is they, they both are successful, but their lives, they're feeling really bored with their lives. You feel mm-hmm. me? Like, my man mm-hmm. on a startup, uh, Elizabeth Moss, she could be like the lady that finessed the blood, whatever. <laughs> and they both buy a big ass boat. Okay. Okay. <laughs> they travel around the sea, but they end up getting stuck. So their friendship wow. gets tested. You feel me? It's always one person on a mm-hmm. boat. But this time we have homie from office. And homegirl from Mad Men. Come on, A24, I know y'all want that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real it's a real castaway meets the no, office. If, yo, if they're going to give Robert Pattinson and William Dafoe some bullshit-ass movie where it's just both of them, give it to Dwight and Peggy. You feel me? Fuck that. Right, and their characters' picks. names are Dwight and Peggy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Just so they won't be confused. That's, That's what they know to answer to. Um, I love it. And finally... Who let's see him break into acting? Who should be in a buddy movie with Lil Nas X? Mm. Timothy Chalamet. Stop! 
that's that. Come on, man. That's the easy answer. <laughs> that was that's my answer. answer. I just had that loaded because that was my answer for Dwight. <laughs> Oh, that would have been that could have been that would have been better than my dumb book movie. I, <laughs> no, I, I let you remember that, man. I just yesed you. Wow, wow, wow! All right, all right. Little Nas X, little Nas X. Let's see. Well, we could do the idea, uh, Danny Glover. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. Yeah, he's yeah, well. Yeah. yeah. I guess is what I'm thinking is <laughs> like a more like a father son movie. <laughs> I love that. I love a little Nas X. Wow. Danny wow. Glover. Mel Gibson. <laughs> Lethal Weapon, My Two Dads. <laughs> yes, we meet up with it. the star. We meet up with Riggs and Murtaugh, and they have uh, adopted a son in the intervening <laughs> years. And he's a rapper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's my pitch. I'm so excited because we got a real bona fide TV writer and former Teen Vogue intern. So, you know, <laughs> you know, he's got the credentials for this game. Uh, we are huge fans here at We Stand of a little game we like to call Pitch Fire. And it's Pitch Fire. And, 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 and this this time around, we've been inspired by the Netflix series Emily in Paris. We oui, we. Oui. <laughs> which if you aren't familiar with Emily in Paris, it's the story of a Chicago native who abruptly is forced to move to Paris despite speaking not a lick of French, not Mm-mm, not nothing. one word. Uh, the show's fashion dazzles, but uh, it's um, how would you describe the show? Caitlin? Well, it, you know, it has some American centric xenophobia. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some, it, just in episode one. There's some fat phobia. Mm-hmm. There's some transphobia. Um, pe- people aren't, you know, um, warming to those aspects of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow this series got greenlit for a second season, but we think uh, we think we can improve upon the model. And so, Ty, we want to get your help to pitch Netflix some alternative series. And so we have titles for some shows, and we want to hear your pitch for what Netflix should be greenlighting instead of season two of Emily and Paris. Okay, I right. love it. So these are we- this is the theme of women traveling. So tell <laughs> us, Ty, about the show. Kristen in Berlin. Uh, what should that show be? Kristen in Berlin. Picture it. She is um, 22, uh, <gasps> LGBT friendly. Uh, she is a DJ. Ooh. And she cool. is over the scene in Austin, Texas. Got you there. She's oh. not New York. She's not in LA. She's in Austin, <laughs> Texas, guys. You got me. She <laughs> hops on that Air France flight. Because she's going to pit stop in Paris, but then go to Berlin. We got to we got to have a little bit. Of, we got to have a little little mm-hmm. pit stop, little pit stop, a little nod. And when she goes to Berlin, she was like fifty percent goth in the states. She's one hundred and forty percent goth in Berlin. She's embracing yes. it. She's living it. She lives a life in Berlin where I think since the moment she's landed, she has not seen the sun rise. <laughs> She wakes up at 8 p.m. She goes to bed at 4 a.m. She might be a vampire. That's (gasps) it. Wow, Kristen in Berlin. We're going to need five seasons. (laughs) (laughs) Minimum five seasons. All right. Kristen in Berlin sounds incredible, but I want to know about Jackie in Hong Kong. (gasps) Jackie in Hong Kong. This one's a little different. This one Mm -hmm. is about Jackie... Um, the the mother who her kids have recently flown the nest. She's become a grandmother. She's she's done her thing. She's done her time. Uh, everything's great, but it can be greater. So she's going to Hong Kong. She literally did the thing where you throw the dart on the map, and it landed yes! on Hong Kong. And she goes on her trip. She's there for I want to say. If this is gonna be four seasons, I want to say eleven months. We're gonna wow. we're gonna stretch this out. This is gonna be good. She goes there and accidentally finds herself in a diplomatic hoo-ha, and she has to represent the United States of America. Wow! Does she do it successfully? Gotta watch. We don't know. Oh my god! Well, I hope so. I am rooting for Jackie. When you- <laughs> 
when you said life's great, but it could be greater, I got literal chills. Like, I Ooh. see it. I see the whole promo right now. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm curious. Who is Jackie? Who's playing Jackie? Oh, wow. I didn't think about this one. Um, oh, that's know. on the budget, right? Um, <laughs> ideally, ideally, mm-hmm. um, I want to say... And this might be annoying and controversial. Okay. I hope so. Kate Winslet. Wow. This is happening in 20 years. Yeah. Wow. I'm into it. I love it. I mean, these are two huge hits already, but tell us about Betty in Rio. Betty in Rio. Oh my God. Let me tell you about Betty in Rio. (sighs) Betty. Betty's in advertising. She's, you know, doing, doing, the, doing the advertising gig. She's pretty good. She's pretty good. Um, it turns out Brazil wants to redo the Olympic Games. They uh-huh. failed so bad last time. They did so bad. The city is in ruins because of it. They need oh, wow. to bring someone in to do it right. And who's ready? Betty. Wow. I love the idea that it's like Brazil's got to get a we got to get a we got to get a redo on that whole. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I love this. Is it is it too much for Ugly Betty America Ferreira to be Betty in Rio? (laughs) Is that too much? Have I I gone too far? So I don't think so. I'm very curious about Ugly Betty uh, today. Mm -hmm. Like like what 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 happened to her character? What's going on? How's the gay nephew? What's what's up? Wow, Betty Suarez saves Rio is the TV <laughs> is the made for TV movie I never knew I always wanted. <laughs> I'm soon. obsessed. I hope so. Okay, we got one more than we need because you know, Kristen, Jackie, Betty, these names are basic, but I don't think they're basic enough. And so <laughs> I I gotta know, Ty, Caitlin and Lauren. You know, the most basic names around. (laughs) Where in the world are you going to send us? What country are you sending us to? And what's our storyline? Caitlin and Lauren, I am sending you to Saskatchewan, Canada. (laughs) Um, You are going on um, behalf of a friend who has recently passed. (gasps) You are going to go to Saskatchewan to fulfill um, probably the most insane if not stupid bucket list but you do it for your pal you do it for your pal and it's all Saskatchewan yes we would totally would (laughs) oh my god we'd love that we would love to go to Canada we love that and then you all get like allergic to mosquitoes and it's a a whole thing one episode oh that's (laughs) funny we're doing comedy I love that I love that so much that's ugh I can't wait I'm writing the pitch deck right now Rickman, I think you got a game for us. Oh, I got a game. Here here we stand. We love to play a little game called Pitch Fire, where we ask our guests to pitch us uh, movies or TV shows. But we have a very special version of Pitch Fire to play this week. This is Pitch Fire We're Cool Edition, because Lisa, Casey, we know you're both brilliant comedians and creators, and we couldn't have you on the pod and not showcase your skills. But we're not going to make this easy for you. What we have for you today is we have a bunch of very lame names for TV shows, mm. like truly, I, truly I terrible titles for TV shows. We'll make them work. And yes, and that's exactly it. Your job is to take these terrible names and make these shows cool to get them greenlit. Uh, all right. So the first lame name for a TV show is simply called Tax Season. Make it cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sexy Attorneys. Uh, sexy accountants. I mean, <laughs> all right. So let's take it back. Sexy accountants slash attorneys. <laughs> They're into tax law. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. You thought you'd be sleeping this April? Sorry, you're actually going to be horny. Mm-hmm. April is the horniest month of the year when you get this newly divorced but <laughs> mm-hmm. still sexually attached couple 
co-tax attorneys. Mm-hmm. It's starring oh, uh, Harry Antonio Styles Banderas. and Antonio Banderas. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Guess what? You show up to do your taxes, you might get, get wet. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, Perfect. Honestly, Pretty I much. wasn't sure until I heard Antonio Banderas, and then I, uh, talents attached. We're moving on. Okay, yeah, they're attached. They're it's, they're it, tech available. It speaks to like we both were like, say someone sexy, got it. And we both <laughs> Harry Styles, Antonio, Antonio Banderas. That's there's nothing sexier. All right, well, I'm excited. We're off to a great start. This next show is called The Drying Paint Chronicles. Uh, mm. It's a period piece. Mm. It's oh. um the Victorian era and there is a shortage of mm-hmm. heat mm. and it's a, a woman who has a, 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 a farm hand and he's tasked to paint the barn and it's so cold that they're huddled in there and they just have to, to watch the paint dry. <gasps> and they wow. hallucinate. They hallucinate as they're doing it, and that's the chronicles part. And it wow, gets wow, actually, wow. it actually gets really um, fantasy, exactly, uh, because of these Ooh. hallucinations that they're getting through suffering mm-hmm. is what's what you know what they eventually will make their millions writing children's books for. But they're hallucinating all kinds of of <sighs> of you know sci-fi and but also fun dragony uh, you know that shit that kids eat up. They eat yeah, up yeah, 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 yeah. Boom! Kids love it. They were gonna have toys. Oh my God! Okay, the wow. merchandising opportunities yeah. are limitless. Well, we uh, we have McDonald's listening to these recordings Amazing. at all times, mm, and they are excited going to the Happy Meal. Wow. Okay, I'm excited about all the millions of dollars we're going to make from this one. Uh, the next one is called Beverly's Chore Wheel. Okay, so <laughs> Beverly is mm-hmm. uh, she is a lifelong waitress in oh, Tampa, wow. Florida. Ugh. Okay. Okay, and she's. I mean, she's had it hard. Am I right? Yeah, Beverly's had it hard. She's, you know, been a waitress since she was, you know, 14 years old. She, you know, works doubles. Mm-hmm. She supports, she's a single mom. She wow. supports her wow. daughter on tips. And she's mm-hmm. had enough. And it's time for her <gasps> to get some justice. That's right. Because, and, and, oh my God. and take Beverly. out all the people that have wronged her. <gasps> And she spins Beverly. this wheel, and that wheel doesn't actually have chores. No, no, it's got no. fucking names. She's oh. got to roll up her sleeves, spin the wheel, and get revenging. <laughs> That's right. That's right. The wheel corresponds with a name and a weapon, That's and right. she will kill whoever the arrow stops on. That's right. Starring. She- <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis <laughs> as She'll Beverly. Do it. She'll fucking do anything. Starring Andy Serkis as the wheel. <laughs> uh, wow. I am... Annette Benning as her best friend. That's right. Don't do it, Bev. Annette Benning from the South. <laughs> I love this so much. I, I really didn't think Beverly's tour wheel had any promise, and you've changed my mind. You've You're it's wrong. it's You're now wrong. my favorite show of next season. Okay. We have two more. This oh next one, this next one is really wild. It's called Womb Wars. <laughs> of course, a reality show. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, contestants put as much uh, as in their bodies, like, you know, supplements, steroids, all kinds of things. And to see who could have the biggest child. Uh, it starts off like very fair. Like the women are like the women and the men are weighed. Like everyone's got the same. Like they go back to like their parents. Everyone's got to be the ex- like pretty much the exact mm-hmm. same sizes and stuff. So it would be normal. They, they should be the same. But they're taking, you know, they're taking all kinds of supplements, making sure that. They have the biggest they have child. The, and it's like they will be measured. Those kids will be measured. And the season finale <laughs> all takes place in uh, the hospital mm-hmm. with a way off. Wow. So all of the kids immediately are placed on scales. And it's a bit, mm-hmm. but it's also, it's like takes place, like basically they relocate the hospital to mm-hmm. a stadium. So it's, <laughs> it's in the round. Yep. The audience is in the round and it's a live yep. event. And surprise wow. at the end, the babies fight. That's right. <gasps> Not only Whoa. are they the same size, at the end they put out, like they're just <laughs> left there, they fight. And and I know you guys are like, oh, there's a loophole, like women deliver at different times, all scheduled C-sections. Wow. That's, right. yeah. That's yep. great. Wow. Wow. 
So then they all have the same birthday. Mm-hmm. So then we can do a check-in at least once a mm-hmm. year moving forward. Wow. Womb Wars baby Exactly. Birthday. It's like a really lowbrow version of that um, British documentary where they keep checking <laughs> on kids. Yeah. It's seven Exactly. Up. It's yes. it's seven. It's not your mama's seven up. Uh-huh. Wow. You know, call well, it eight up because yeah, it's call just it a little up. bit better. Incredible. Incredible. I'm I'm delighted and terrified. All right. Okay. This last one. I'm I, I don't know how you're possibly gonna make this cool, but I believe in you. This show is called Mustard Stain Mansion. I mean, it, it is exactly what it sounds like. It's a real whodunit. It's a classic <laughs> caper. And it's, you know, a spinoff of Clue starring <gasps> your friend, Colonel Mustard. <laughs> it's all mustard all the time. It's all mustard all the time. And what was the title of it again? <laughs> Mustard Stain Mansion. That's right. right. And the stain is blood. That's right. <gasps> and you have to know who died. And Colonel Mustard's there as, you know, the kind of the master of ceremonies mm-hmm. to take you all through it. And people are mad because Colonel Mustard, who, you know, he dedicated his life to, to work for the the army, uh, mm-hmm. obviously, as a colonel. Yep. Why does he have yep. so much money that he could afford a mansion? It seems a little fishy. So mm. people are coming after him. People are coming wow. after him. It's twists and turns. You, it's it's red herrings. It's like mm. who done it, and it all ends in a stain that you can't get out with <gasps> soap. Which is cum. Which is cum. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's in there. It's in wow. there. The black in, light will see it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, wow. 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 Oh. That's so there's also meant, some Room right? Raiders. Yeah, 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 it's, it's, yeah, also, a of- it's kind of like <laughs> yeah. Clue meets Room Raiders, you know, the classic combination. I want to talk about, where, they did that every episode, right? Like yeah, where they, every they go one. into the room and then the, the like the girl checks the boy's mm-hmm. bed for cum mm-hmm. stains, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, in te- that's on a television show yeah. for yeah. kids? Okay. For kids. Great. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I love this idea. And unfortunately, Lisa, I just I just got a text message saying you now actually have to develop Clue Meets Room Raiders. Literally, it's it's done. (laughs) Amazing. You know, one of our classic games here is Pitch Fire. So we have to do a pitch. We have to put Chrissy, the Emmy winning writer in charge of a project that it's a little wobbly. We need her expertise. Yeah, course, yeah. The project's called Felicity at 40. Yeah. That's what the show is called. <laughs> it's a working title. Felicity at 40. So I need you to tell me some things about this show, okay? You've, we're interested in your vision of the project here at We Stand Studios. So is this going back to the CWWB land or is it on a streamer? Where are we? What's happening? Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for the question and for the meeting. Um, I appreciate the time. Yeah, did they get you water? The t- they did mm-hmm. offer me some water. I declined it. Okay, it's my first power move when I walk into these situations. Okay, yeah. All right. Well, she the girls knew, so she didn't know. <laughs> the girls knew. Okay, so yes, as I mentioned, I think this is medical drama. I think her and Ben are working at a hospital similar to a Meredith Grey and Patrick wow. and Derek Shepard sort of a situation. Wow. Noel <gasps> has um, developed some sort of like medical tech, like medical tech app. Yes. You know, like one of those things mm-hmm, that's like very mm-hmm. big right now, blah, blah, blah. Greg, Sean, Sean is actively trying to push pharmaceuticals and all of these new sort of startups that are like, <laughs> You know, those ads you see on the subway yeah, that's like yeah, a startup yeah. for a medical procedure that there shouldn't be a startup for. That's what, like, Sean's doing. So he's still in the realm. He's always pitching Ben and Felicity this because they're the co-chiefs of the hospital, by the way. No, Felicity's the chief. Oh, okay. All right. What is Elena doing? Is Elena alive? I can't get into that yet. So, yeah. So what? So one of my questions was, yeah. who's dead? Who's dead? Who's alive? Great question. I think Elena has to be dead only because... <gasps> I would love to see... uh, No, she has to be alive for the reboot, obviously. But canonically, if we're asking me what I actually think happened, she should be dead at the end of the series. Right, right. Logically, she should be dead. But let's bring her back from the reboot. Why not? Yeah. She's a chief at a competing hospital. Let's say that. Oh, my God. So we still get that classic Felicity and Elena conflict competition Mm -hmm. that we love. Tracy's dead. I think Tracy's going to be dead. I think Elena is. She's on the market. I love it. I love it when Elena dates. That's like my favorite. 
in yeah. Felicity. So I'd like to see her dating again. So are Ben and Felicity rock solid mm-hmm. or do we have uh, moments of doubt, th- you know, things they go through, other people that come in and out? Uh, you know, of course, it's the classic thing. Like you spend your whole first series getting the characters together. And then the mm-hmm. minute you get a reboot, you have to destabilize them. We saw this, but you must. And just like that. We saw this with Sex and City, the movie, Sex and City, the movie too. And mm-hmm. just like Mainly that. Mainly Sex and City. <laughs> We've seen it countless mm-hmm, times mm-hmm. from Michael, Michael Patrick Cage. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is he an EP? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You can bring him on as an EP. Oh. Yeah, we can package that. He's willing. Mm-hmm. Do you think that would be our job? <laughs> but we're, you, we're asking you, the writer. To do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll bring him up. <laughs> okay, good. Here's something. Uh oh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Felicity wants to be open. <gasps> mm-hmm. It would never. Yeah, it would never make. It would not make any sense character wise. But mm-hmm. I'm so tired of Ben being the one who flounders she in the relationship. Likes to complicate her life. So she does love. The, there's that. To complicate her life. Yeah. Well, speaking of what's going on with Ben's kid, <laughs> that is oh. always the thing that I and I've watched this. I should have added this to my cred. I do a Felicity rewatch every year. Yeah. It's the one thing that I'm always just like, oh, God, I hate this. Like, it's horrible. I hate, I hate the it. Ben's kid thing. And Lauren, who plays Dr. Cuddy on House. Good for her. Mm. Is she, she, maybe she comes. Maybe mm-hmm. Lauren is gone and just the Dr. Cuddy character from House <laughs> reappears. Mm-mm. I also think there is a world in which you do Felicity at 40 in a tight movie. And it's all framed in documentary. You know, obviously, oh. that's how that's how you do a quick reunion. You do a documentary hour and a half long special. That's like Sean getting an update on everyone's life, things like that, where it's not right. you don't have to do a whole 10 episode season. Sean's doing like a GoFundMe for a documentary. Mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah, Sean mm-hmm. is still pounding the damn pavement. He's trying, he's trying to get anything he can launched, but I wouldn't want to add TikTok into the world personally. Oh, gosh. Oh, my God. Wait, 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 wait. We all know what Sean's doing, though. He's doing TikToks for some big brand. Like, he's working for, like, I don't know. What's, like, the last thing you would ever want that character to be connected to? Something involving children? (laughs) Because he's just a little too into it and it feels a little gross. Okay, wow. (laughs) Put a lot in this character that I didn't see. Um, (laughs) Never mind. Never mind. Not in a way that he's, I don't know. I think Sean and Megan are divorced, personally. Oh, yeah. Wow. I think- Sean could be dead. Megan could have just straight up killed Sean. And our, I recently watched a clip, and it made me so sad when Megan asked Felicity if they're still really going to be friends. Wait, in real life or in the show? No, in, in the, the show. show. But it made me sad because I was like, oh. Yeah. I do think they are probably friends, but they're the type of friends that the minute one of them moves to another city, it's kind of, it's a little bit over and done yeah. with. Gotcha. Yeah, it's hard for them to keep up. And it's it's true. It, it's also generational, I'll say, um, with them being, as we identified, a little older than me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's hard if you didn't go to college when there was like a lot of group chats and stuff like that. Like the, mm. the infrastructure wasn't there. You have to add people later. Yeah. No, it's true. Yeah. It is. It's harder to keep. Like you keep up with your best friend, but like the fourth person over, mm-hmm. you're just not going to make the effort unless you're on the group. And chat. phone yeah. numbers were changing so much in the early days mm-hmm. of cell Rapidly. phones. You know, Rapidly. every time you got a new phone, you had to yes. get a new number. I do remember. Oh that yeah. Yes, and sometimes you would have to like, if you moved area codes oh, for long yeah. distance purposes, it's crazy. Yeah, it was hard. So, and they're older than me, so they're 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 facing that. That could be an episode. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. That could be. An, I actually think Megan's probably running a daycare. I do think she's working with kids. <laughs> I think so. I love that. She's love doing that. magic. She's just like a preschool teacher. She's so like just pumpkin spice basic now. Yeah. I love that. Oh, that's definitely the yeah. evolution. Yeah, that's type. Of- well, because that's where she came from, right? Like, remember the episode yeah. when her parents come to visit and she had like a totally different wardrobe? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's how I, those are some, there's the I two love it. I love it on the IP and. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, we can tell you're a real fan. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> did the girl get you water or did I ask? Sorry. I asked um, her for a coffee, actually. Oh, wow. Oh, that'll take a while. She She'll be here. You can wait outside with the other writers. Yeah. With the other writers. <laughs> As if it's a big casting call. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, but we liked your idea a lot. So we're probably going to go with Chrissy Shackle for Yeah. That. We got to hear. Oh, yeah. I love to sell in the room. 
This first game, I'm setting you up for nothing but success because I'm going to take your love of Golden Girls and marry it to something else I know you love because I, I couldn't have you on the show and not eat, dip our toes into another fandom we both share. So here on the show, we like to play a little game called Pitch Fire where we give you the challenge of pitching us ideas. And this time we're doing the Golden Hallmark audition because I don't know if you realize this or not, Kalia, but Golden Girls airs on Hallmark, which yes, is a it channel. Does. Yes, it does. <laughs> Do you know what I watch in hotel rooms? Do you know what play? Because at home, I only stream. I don't have cable. But when you go to a hotel, you will put the Hallmark channel mm-hmm. on. Of because course. It, it's, it starts at 8 a.m. And, and it also starts in the evening times at like after the last Hallmark movie is done at 10. And then you can have Golden <laughs> Girls for like two hours. And then it turns to Frasier. Yeah, it's beautiful. And I love that you know that. So because I know what a huge Hallmark fan you are, in addition to being a Golden Girls fan. So what I what I have done is I have selected four commonly used Hallmark tropes. And I'm going to ask you to pick not one of the actresses from Golden Girls, but one of the Golden Girls characters. And imagine you can plop them into one of these tropes and tell me how you're going to do it and why you've chosen that particular Golden Girl. Are you ready for Pitchfire Golden Hallmark Edition? Yes. (laughs) Amazing. All right. So the first trope that you are going to make golden is the main character comes home for Christmas to return to the small town they're from. Which Golden Girl is going to drop into this storyline? Uh, obviously, Rosen Island. Mm. St. Olaf, Minnesota is a tiny, tiny town. <laughs> I don't know if y'all know, but the way to get to St. Olaf, it takes a long time. And then they get in a very small plane. And then they have to ride on the back of a buggy, basically, <laughs> and shout out at their neighbor. So, yeah, it would be Rosen Island. Okay. And what happens when Rose goes back for Christmas? So Rose has been spending a lot of time now in the big city of Miami, Florida, um, and has new thoughts, ideas, and perspectives on the world and is shocking uh, her family that still lives there in the town doesn't know what to do with her, but she is able to reconnect with some of her roots and she is even able to help another young version of her finally claim Butter Queen (gasps) because she was duped with a churn uh with the churning it got jammed she's like there was a butter churn (laughs) incident so i think that's like the redemptive moment where she puts aside her anger and frustration about that and she can help a young girl become butter queen wow i'm so mad this movie doesn't exist all right that's perfect absolutely greenlit coming to hallmark 2024 all right this next trope is the meet ugly a meet ugly involves a first meeting where the connection tends to be hostile which one of the golden girls is having a meet ugly story uh that would be dorothy spornak uh dorothy spornak is notorious for telling (laughs) it like it is and not caring um so i feel very strongly that this would be her storyline all right and if you could pull a character from any other TV show in the history of television, who would her meet ugly be with? <laughs> um, oh, gosh, that's so great. <laughs> would it be from like, could it be like Tony Soprano? <laughs> because they both have such strong, like they would, they would butt heads, but then yes. he would find the value in her and he would be like, oh my gosh, this woman, she's keeping me uh, grounded. She's keeping me focused, career driven. Yeah. This is absolutely unhinged and I love it so much. Who would have, uh, Dorothy and Tony could have never seen it coming, but I love it now that it's here. Yeah. All right. We are, we are two for two with the hits. This next one is one of my personal favorite tropes and it's the holiday competition it could be a talent show at a child's school it could be float decorating in a parade or something related to baking which one of these girls is getting into the holiday spirit through the spirit of competition mm. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's it's sophia petrillo <laughs> 
Because there's probably money involved. Yes. And so, so she's going to try and figure out a way to get that money because she probably wants to buy something really mundane like a TV or something yeah. else. But she signs up for the Senior Center's holiday contest of some kind. Yeah, it would be Sophia Petrov. Uh, I love that she goes to all the trouble and she wants like a really tiny TV. Like what are those that? Yeah, it has like a built-in VCR, like the 13 inch. That's exactly what I was imagining and I love it so much. Okay, perfect. No, no, it's greenlit. Love it. All right. The fourth trope is one that Hallmark has perfected and Netflix is always trying to steal and that's Mm -hmm. somebody's boyfriend is secretly a prince. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, uh, that's, oh, how fun. All of these are so fun. I mean, we might as well finish the gamut. So uh, that would be Blanche Devereaux. She's just dating this man in Miami. They're having a good time. He says, hey, hon, you want to come travel abroad with me to Mm -hmm. this nondescript, but everybody has a generic British accent uh, place (laughs) in Europe that we've (gasps) never heard of before. And like she stays in his castle. She's like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be a queen. And she's always (laughs) wanted to be a queen. So I feel like it fits very perfectly for her. Wow. I love it. so upset they these fit so perfect <laughs> isn't it perfect hi you're me hallmark i've been wanting hallmark <laughs> for so long. wow they well should do this with like existing properties like that yeah. oh my gosh million like, dollar idea i was like crying as you were because i picked each one of these in my head for those exact mm-hmm. characters obviously but i love that like you had no idea what tropes were coming and you just nope. and it just worked out perfectly didn't save any didn't save oh, any that was perfect that was perfect no notes uh clear if i had anything to say about it you'd be hired at hallmark right now <laughs> actually you know what i want to see i want to see the movie hired at hallmark about a hallmark <gasps> stand who gets their dream job and then falls like in love like everything comes into like everything falls into place the day they get hired you know there is <gasps> a movie that is not exactly that but it is okay. the like wait, we're in a Hallmark movie now type of situation <gasps> oh. where the girl, where the sisters like talk about like, oh, Hallmark movies, oh, blah, blah, blah. And then they mm-hmm. wake up magically and they are in, in a movie. In a Hallmark movie. Yeah. Well, it does exist. Okay. Well, but in this one, you get, it, it's hired for Hallmark. <laughs> <laughs> 